it's 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 amazing like how they interact with one another and who if we don't laugh i think jerry you said this earlier like if we're not laughing and if we're not having fun like why are we here hi everyone and welcome to strives how you lead matters podcast where we discuss everything leadership from tapping into your motivation to feeling yourself with grit we're here to support you as you discover the character-driven leader in yourself and those around you. I'm Caroline Lettner. And I'm Jared Smith. Hey. hey Caroline, how you doing? It's it's been a minute. I'm good, Jared. It feels like it's been a very long time. So I'm super hyped to be here today. Me too. You know, I, I can feel the energy just oozing from my screen. It's there. It's definitely there. And the energy is here because we have more people on than usual. But as always, I'm hyped for it. So we're doing a little like meet the team episode today. So we're going to have three of Strive staff members on this call just talking about kind of like what we do and all of that stuff. Instead of you guys having to like listen to my voice for super long, I'm actually just going to pass it off. Sebastian, do you mind introducing yourself to our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Hello, my name is Sebastian. I am the director of programming focusing on athletics and also the director of operations for Strive. Love it. I love it. Sebastian has been on the podcast before, just under a different role. So hype. Under a different name. Here. No, just a different role. <laughs> Not a different name, just Not a different, different role. <laughs> I would just want to make sure. All right, we're going to popcorn it over to Tiff. Tiff, you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Sebastian, you sound like a professional, man. It's it's awesome. Yeah. Tiff Lockridge here. Uh, just joined Strive not too long ago, program manager. And it's been great. Been leading facilitation with definitely the best of the best, Caroline. I like to call her aka MVP. Uh, but it's been awesome. It's been a great journey. So yeah, nice to meet everybody. We love it. And then Jalen. Hi, everyone. I'm Jalen Powell, or Coach Powell, as the kids call me. And I do facilitation with Strive, um, predominantly in Sussex County. However, working my way up top and currently doing some parent programming um, in partnership with an organization uh, in Middletown. I'm so hyped for everybody to be here because this is like our Strive family, the people that are behind the scenes of all the stuff you see and hear about. So I want to get right into it. And I'm going to toss this back to Tiff because she and I work together a whole bunch. So I, I feel like I know her answer to this, but I don't know, maybe you'll surprise me. Yes. Um, <laughs> so Strive teaches leadership. And normally we ask all of our listeners, what does like leadership mean to you? I want to take a moment to dive deeper with our staff and ask you to describe like what this character-driven leadership thing is that Strive teaches. Sure. Like, first things first, it was something that I learned that you can develop. You know, it wasn't something that's just like specially selectively picked from the tree and no one else has it. No one else could obtain it. Um, I learned about this um, through Strive, but already understanding that I already had it. I already had the tools and that's the best part of being about with Strive. We were able to just like pull that out of me and character-driven leadership for me, I've come to learn that it's more about your character first, being the leading 
point of, of whatever you want to do and whatever impact you want to make. It's more about your character and less about the skills that you have or you obtain. It's more about putting your authentic self first and making sure that you are relative to the people that you are connecting with or that you are desiring to make an impact upon. It's something that you want to be able to live by. It's something that you have to practice each and every day. And it's something that is innate in each and every one of us does. We have that. We all have the ability to develop this character-driven leadership. And why not be your true authentic self while you're leading? Why not lead a community of people the best way you know how? And that later on just mirrors and reflects them to be the best version of themselves. Like, come on, it's a no-brainer, right? So I love it. That's what it meant to me. And so far, I'm just learning. It's so packed with layers and it can be packed with layers. But so far, this is just how it's been. And it's great to experience this character-driven leadership with Strive. Honestly, you guys got it down to a T. And I love it. You're spreading it a great word. And it's a movement happening. Brace yourself. You're the best. Watching you facilitate is really the best because you're able, because you always bring your authentic self to like every space that we're in, the people that we facilitate for, whether it's kids or adults, like connect with you immediately because I think they can tell that like exactly what is standing Mm. in front of them is you. So like, uh, I just, I love that. Oh, thank you. Sebastian, what about you? What's character-driven leadership? Um, I, I think obviously there's some similarities to what Tiff said. Um, I think part of it would be more towards, at least from my perspective, uh, more towards that idea of self-awareness, right? So if you, if you, knowing yourself allows you to be able to talk to others in whatever, whatever capacity it is, it is whether it, I think even leadership, I think can be in different capacities. I think there's moments where leadership can be being the leader, being the outspoken person that everyone at times maybe considers the word leader for. And sometimes leader is the first follower, right? Or, or being a follower, being a good teammate. So I think knowing your, yourself and knowing your specific qualities, I think is important. And to me, that's, that's kind of where it heads. Um, Try not to. I'm trying not to like repeat everything Tiff said because it was so well put. So, uh, just trying to trying to find a different angle to it, or or just to find something that means a little more specific to me. And that idea of self awareness is is big with me. So, that's that's kind of what where I'm heading with it. That's great. Yeah. Let me. Uh, I just wanted to jump in and kind of touch on some things you said, Sebastian. Too. I think one of the other underlying goals that you have when you talk about leadership is to understand that there's a goal and with that goal in place everybody wants to obtain or to reach that goal in mind so one of the points you talked about followership is one of my favorite moments that I remember from Strive and learning about and really what is how is being a follower a leader and that tandem is always and has been special and it's an interesting nuance where do you mind talking about a little bit about it Sebastian or at least how you how that has manifested in your life yeah sure I mean I think you know there's a level um where where roles change on a constant basis so your ability to to be ready 
sometimes being the first follower or, or being a follower in the sense that you're, like you said, right, there's a common goal. So knowing exactly where that common goal is, is going and knowing that at any point you might have to take the leadership position into it, right? Or that there's a different goal that, that pops out or there's something else that comes out of it that now you're the leader of and someone's following you, right? So for example, in my other life, I, I coach soccer and I am the director of coaching for a soccer club and I run a, a staff of eight to 10 coaches. In that role, I'm the one that, that, that is the quote unquote leader, right? I'm the one that sets the, the guidance to where we're going. But at the same time, I have a staff of coaches that at any given point, I could be going into their session or, or a game and I'm their assistant coach. They're following the ultimate of the goal that I had originally set. But for that moment, for that game, for that training session, or for whatever it is, they're the leader and I'm their follower. So my, my job in that re- regard is to, to follow their lead and to get to what that, their, their goal that moment or that, that day is. That, does that make sense? Does that, does that kind of answer your question? Oh, yes, 100%. And I think okay. that is a beautiful example of how, of how you know the goal is to get better at a practice um not every leader knows every single facet or nuance necessarily you hire people that might have more of a specialized understanding in the area to really drive and to build a foundation so i think the example you gave was perfect thank you i love it i love like i think you too like really display character-driven leadership in a cool way too because of how different you are and yet you both still have a huge impact on our organization and so it's like that ability to make an impact with your genuine self and I think you both do a really good job of that um we also have Jaylin who also is an incredible character-driven leader so Jaylin could you answer for our listeners what you or how you define character-driven leadership Sure. Hi, team. Um, But how I define character-driven leadership, um, it's twofold. Honestly, it's it's understanding who you are and understanding what your strengths are, what your opportunities for growth are, and how that can be an asset in the space that you're in. So just piggybacking off of Jared and Sebastian, I too believe a good leader is a great follower. You do have to start at the service lens first. Um, you have to start uh, helping others. You have to start um, on the ground and then work your way up. And I do also believe that character-driven leadership, it starts with you. So I'm a holistic um, advocate for leading by example, being the change that you wish to see in the world. So if in a nutshell, I were to define character-driven leadership outside of what I said thus far, literally be your authentic self, understand your strengths, your opportunities for growth, and then utilize those things to be an asset in the space you're in and lead by example. I love that. I love, I love the similarities and the differences in all the different answers. Um, it's just really cool. And I think like being able to see the three of you live out your different leadership styles is really important. And I keep alluding to that. So maybe I'll give you all some space. Like now, how would you define like your own form of leadership? What does leadership look like for you particularly? I'll pass it to Sebastian first. 
so I think part of it has to do with with what I mentioned before, the idea that there are moments where I, I have to be the one that's setting some sort of guidance or, or gathering feedback and ultimately making decisions. But at the same time, it's understanding the the place where I think Jared put it in a really good well of finding that good way of putting that finding that balance, right? I I think I'm a firm believer that in any any sort of staff, there needs to be a balance. So for example, and if you look at professional sports or any sports for for that matter, uh, you know, the two coaches or you know the the staff should not have the same personality. Uh, there should be some sort of a balance. And I think sometimes when you watch it, even professional sports, you can see it with if you watch, um, I watch more basketball and soccer than anything else, but you can see that you can see the outspoken coaches and you can see the coaches that are sitting back right and taking a lot of notes down. Right. Which at times pot- potentially those are the coaches that are running practices. Uh, and those are the coaches that are they're doing those kind of things. Uh, from my, from my leadership perspective, I think I end up at times being quiet at first and observing and analyzing a lot. Yeah. And then ultimately finding moments to, to, to say whatever I want to say. Um, there are moments where I'm 100% the person that's in charge and, and want to step in. And, but there's moments where, um, where I sit back and try to watch as much as possible and just, you know, take mental notes or actual physical notes. I think lately for me, it's, it's knowing when to take a step back. And that's been somewhat of a, a growing goal for me of like, when do I step back and when do I just not say anything or when do I, make the conscious decision to become a follower, not a leader. So that's been, that's been kind of a grow, a growing goal for me. So when you say stepping back, it's stepping from leadership, like in the traditional front of the pack kind of way to follower. Yeah. Yeah. Allowing still still being a leader in that, but yeah, still, yeah. still, still being there as a, as a form of guidance, but more of, letting other people take that that front position to a certain extent and letting others um giving uh, giving other people opportunity i think i think that's a big part of it allowing other people to grow in that position yeah that's amazing tiff what about you what does your character or what does your leadership look like that's a good one um definitely i don't want to keep shouting out the word authentic but that is something that is really key for me, um, especially with a person who struggled with authenticity, simply because you can wear multiple hats and your roles in life can definitely become overwhelming to the point where you cannot see your true self. So being authentic is definitely number one, knowing that what you're doing is working. Um, it, my leadership is, is relative. I always have to come to a point where I'm able to relate to someone about something. And if I can't relate to someone about something, we can relate about something in life. You know, we can relate on one, with one another um, regarding, I don't know, choosing a college, it doesn't matter which age that is, I could still relate because I've been there before. Mm. Um, and my leadership is also like, I love to challenge. I really do. I love to just scratch surfaces just a little bit to see who's willing to dig deep. And it goes back to the point of there is a a level of their leadership where you have to become 
behind the scenes. Mm. Uh, it's, it's like having a, a lead chef and a head chef and then the sous chef and then their workers. At some point in time, the chef has to step back to see if their leadership really matters, to see what they're doing, to see if it's actually working. And then not only in a critiquing way, but sometimes you just want to step back to observe and to take in. And I, I love I love having fun. I love enjoying the fruits of everything that you work towards, everything that you try to develop. I love growth. I love seeing it. And that's what leadership is to me. As long as there's progress, you know, as long as we're pushing that envelope with ourselves, getting uncomfortable a little bit, also making sure that we can relate to one another and know and learn that we're not in this life alone and everyone goes through everything and we do have one another to lean on. And then most importantly, it's just getting back to the self. We got to, we have to be that way. We love it. We love it. Okay. So Jalen, your turn. What does your leadership look like? Okay. So my leadership has changed over the years. So I don't want to give this answer and you think this has always been me because that's not the case. Um, one thing I've learned over the past couple years is my leadership style has to be being selfish with me so I can be selfless with you. Um, and I say that in an aspect of understanding that being selfish is not always negative. Um, I have to make sure that my cup is full so I can pour into others. I can't pour from an empty cup. Um, and for me, I thought, you know, being a leader, you had to be the one that always had it together. You had to be the one that always said yes, always stepped in. Um, and I would find myself being depleted. And then I'm not being much of a good leader if I'm drained. So being selfish with me, taking those breaks as needed, being understanding the power of pause and the power of no. Um, and each are very powerful because uh, I had yes down pat. Um, but understanding when I needed to take a break and when I needed to tell, you know, others, maybe I don't have the capacity to do this at that time. And with that being said, now I also in conjunction, I lead with a style that I define as the 80-20 rule, meaning um, we should always be at 100% whomever, whether it's me coaching basketball, me doing a facilitation, me in a youth group, we should always collective, collectively be at 100%. So if I'm at a time where I can only provide 80, I'm counting on you all to be my 20. If you all come in and say, Coach Pal, Jay, whatever you call me, I had a bad day or this, that, and the third life is happening. I only got 30 for you. No problem. I got your 70. Um, and I lead in that style where it's um, an open door policy. Every was comfortable. There's a safe space where you can be authentic. I'm going to take Tiff's tip, word, authentically you, and you can say, hey, I just don't have the energy today and understand and be comfortable with knowing that you have team members, you have uh, family, you have friends that can be that additional energy or be that extra push or motivation that you need. So that's, that's my style, 80-20 and being selfish with me so I can be selfless with you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Tiff, you had thoughts. Let's go. Let's hear. Them. Oh, I had crazy energy over here. Jay. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness. I said, yes. It's, it's amazing. I just want to emphasize the 80, 20, um, because it's, it's a constant learning thing in life. And it's so appropriate to say, like, we have to learn and know where we stand as leaders. There are times where I, there's so many leadership roles I have taken on and 
those that I still have now, some I had to let go. One's, one reason is simply because you plant the seed and you let the others in life grow them. We can never, we should never, I could, I, let me not, let me backtrack. There are times in our leadership where we will overstep boundaries. There are times where in our leadership where we feel like we have to help this individual or sometimes we feel like our leadership is needed in the space. But then there are other times where we need to learn like, no, let's sit back and observe first. Or let's say we've gotten our feet wet already and we've already been leading. Now it's time for us to, to pass on a mantle, you know, the torch or whatever you want to call it. It's a time where we have to learn how to give and take. It's the ebb and flow of life. It's the ebb and flow of leadership. There are moments where we have to step foot and, and lead boldly. Um, and vocally be outspoken. And then there are other times where we have to sit back and let our leadership still speak in yeah. manners and in ways that are non-vocal and non-verbal, just like Sebastian, like he is a powerful gem. And his, like for me, when I first met him, it was like less is more with him. And I love it. Like straight to the, like straight to the point, you're not going to get this over talkative coach Tiff like me from him. You're not going to get that. Does that make his leadership less impactful and less powerful? No, it's just, he's learned so much about himself. Just as Jalen was saying, when you learn so much more about yourself, you know exactly um, how to cater to your purpose in the very tailored way. It's never over-consuming or it's never not giving enough. You know, you just kind of know where you stand and it's a learning thing. So I think everything that has been said so far has been tremendous, of course. And I don't want to shift the conversation, but like I want to give this note out there. So when so my body will physically shut down when I start talking too much. Backtrack a little bit. I growing up, I was I'm a talker. I talk, talk, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So the one thing that I've always been told, conscious of, and knowing that I need to work on is like actively listening or just listening in general. So my body, as I've grown up, now I'm done college and everything. If I talk too much, my throat will literally close and I'll start to cough. No way. Yes. So, you know, public speaking, I was... It's, I love public speaking. I love talking in general, as I said. It's just that my body has started to tell me signs of, hey, Jared, shut up and let somebody <laughs> else talk for like five minutes while you cough your cough so much off screen. And I think it's crazy because now we've had the pandemic and everything. We're in the pandemic still. So it's kind of like, oof, I don't want people to know like well, not necessarily no but I don't want to cough on screen while people are like, yeah. talking too much so I gotta like kind of downplay it and make sure I'm definitely asking questions and saying like you have any questions can I explain anything is there did I lose you anywhere so just making sure that I'm able to give others that space to speak and to and to share their thoughts because I'm definitely one of those people who loves to incorporate what everybody says yeah. and I think I always know how best to do it but again 
I don't want to cough, especially in the climate that we're in right now, just because I've been talking way too much. So I don't know if anybody else feels like that, but it's definitely with me. It's just my throat is just like, no, shut up. <laughs> no, I feel that. I feel like I think the thing that you all have hit on is like, it's something that we talk about a lot is, is the development and the process of leadership, right? Like we all talk about growth mindset, but the actual process of genuinely enjoying the journey that it takes to get to somewhere is a challenge. And so like, I love that in all like four of your descriptions of like what leadership has looked like and developed for you, it was a development process. It was like, I used to be this and then this happened and I like changed this or learned this or like adjusted that. And I think that that's really cool. Jalen, do you have any like aha moments that you can share that like helped you develop the form of leadership that you have? Yeah, I think it was um, when I joined a, when I joined a team, and when I say a team, so I'm a, before Strive, um, coming from the entrepreneur world where I'm a sole proprietor, only one in, um, you know, on my, my organization currently, and I'm just that hyper independent, well, I, I was, I'm learning to utilize my village, but that hyper independent woman where it's like, if you don't do it, it won't get done type deal. Um, and then I realized like burnout hit me hard so my aha moment was you have help and it would be senseless not to utilize resources that are accessible to you especially when you know they're accessible to you um and understanding that needing help was not a sign of weakness it was actually a sign of strength when you can acknowledge that you're in a place where you need other people you need additional resources um and take on that opportunity so my aha moment wasn't comfortable you know it was wasn't comfortable at all um but I learned that being on a team they you know and I go back to the phrase you know alone you can go fast by all means but together you go much further and understanding that I wanted longevity I wanted impact and in order to do that I needed a team so when mm -hmm. I was in a position where I was introduced to an organization that's team-led such a stride um, I'm becoming way more comfortable and understanding like I've been missing out like if I could utilize this team like two years ago three years ago um, I feel like I would have been much further but I do appreciate every part of my journey and my aha moments because um, it's developed me developing me into the person I am today. And we're glad that we that you're here, that person, because you know it's a it's a continuous effort to just develop and get better. Um, who's next, Tiffany? Yes. Um, so, what brought you to Strive? Uh, it's definitely a layered, but I'm going to answer it as simple as possible. Um, I had to experience Strive in their sessions first, and it wasn't even me trying to get in with strive or anything at all i was previously working with another school high school in the wilmington area and i there in the summertime strive had come for their sessions it was teaching about leadership and luckily as a para there i was able to choose as well which ones i wanted to be a part of and with me, I just wanted to work on my leadership skills and to see what this program had to offer because I love to become a student um, all the time. So Strive happened and I'm in their sessions and I still had to kind of like monitor the classroom because I was a part of the school. 
Um, but then I just loved how Strive was just being who they were. It was fun. I was not bored in their sessions. And the games are the ones that really hooked me. It, the games that they had really hooked my attention. I love playing games. Even in my 30 plus years, like I have friends that I still love doing puzzle games with, card games with, brain challenging games with. Like, I just love it. So it felt like home for me. And that's how I was attracted to Strive. But how I actually was like, got in with it, it was Caroline. She came in one of those days um, while I was there at the school and she just said in that high pitched voice that she talked about. Oh. Right. <laughs> yeah, me like, it was just crazy. <laughs> and it was just this ball of light, honestly and sincerely that I needed in my life. And she didn't know that, but it was just that ray of sunshine, that level of atmosphere shifter changer that you don't come across those individuals often in life. And for me, I knew something was special, but the second time we met, we bumped into each other at the gym and I'm a volleyball coach. And it was like, hey girl. And she's like, hey girl. And what are you doing? Nothing. And she's like, oh, okay. It, it just same energy every time. And this time had passed and I didn't think I would ever bump into her again, but we at least exchanged through one of her other facilitators, which I assume was a, an intern at the time. And they ended up telling me that she actually went to college where I went to college. So shout out to FNM and come to find out we're diplomat family and FNM, we love each other. So that's just something that stuck. And I just knew it was purpose after that. Like it just, it worked. Go dips. <laughs> I also was not prepared for any of that incredibly incredibly nice commentary so i'm probably gonna like hide in the corner of my screen for the yeah <laughs> i wrote it down i'm old person you gave us those questions and i said i'm answering them so, <laughs> no, operation <laughs> love the prep work Seriously. oh that's that's good i think i think you know a lot of the times we talk about energy and like how to give it if you haven't listened to that podcast please go back and listen to it you know, we're, we're, we're working on letting you all see our energy and how, and how we interact with each other. Because again, this team, we're, we're still team building every day or not every day, but every time we get up on a podcast, we're team building. And, you know, one of these days we'll be able to let y'all see it instead of just listen to it. But, you know, you hear the giggles, you hear the laughs, but honestly, just growing with your team is one of the most important things that we can we can just give it to you on a very basic level as of right now, because your team, as Jalen said, you know, when you have that support system, that's what you're supposed to lean on that 80, 20. So. No, I mean, the energy at Strive just hits different. Like, I feel like that's the only way to describe it. And like, when it's, I don't know, I feel like I'm so old school, but I'm like, I miss the in-person days because that's just like, there's this genuine feeling and energy that we get when we do all get together. And Sebastian, you and I have talked about it where like we developed this like very interesting, like almost like big brother, little sister dynamic. Once we started meeting in person and you got past your observation phase, which <laughs> that's why I was smiling and nodding when you described that. But I want to bring it back to you, Seb, like biggest aha moment as you learned to step back and do all of that stuff that you commented on. How is that for you? I think, I think that happens when you when you see people 
um let me go back there's there's a there's my one of my favorite books is called legacy um and it's about the new zealand all blacks and and how their leadership is you know the, they have different different facets of it and different things but but for me one of the my biggest my favorite one of my favorite quotes in the book is is plant seeds for trees you'll never see grow um and i'm a big believer in that so the aha moments uh sometimes maybe are are yet to come um but some i've seen of future coaches that i've helped um i've helped somewhat develop or i've helped given the give the opportunity to to develop and and i think sometimes it's it's knowing when to take a step back um and you realize that when the person goes yes you should step back uh even though they might not necessarily go hey you should step back they might not be so but but they appreciate that right and i think there's a moment in that where you go that's the right call um so yeah the, the aha moments for me i think happen on a sometimes sometimes they just pop up sometimes i'm hoping i don't see them uh i'm if, if that makes sense right i'm hoping that the development that you have or that you have with with young with young people whether it's young adults or or children you know in, in the world of sports for me you hope that you sometimes don't necessarily see that you don't get that at home moment you just see or you see a facebook post or news or whatever it is and you're like i helped there like there's that like that little moment of like i was a part of that like that's cool you know like and yeah. i think and i think i'm still waiting for the for the bigger like accolade of like seeing a player on tv and going like oh i got to coach that player or something like that and that's more of a that's more of a uh of a get to like you know show off with my kids or something like that more than anything else that's but I okay think, yeah but i think but i think but i think those moments happen with when a player um when a former player when i find out they had a job they got a job or or they're working in something or find out that they're now coaching, you know, soccer or they're, they're doing something else or, you know, coaches that have players that I had when I was lived in Florida are now doctors or, or athletic trainers, things like that. And you're like, wow, like that's a, like, holy moly, I'm that old, but B, uh, <laughs> uh, but B, I think it's more of a, like I had, I had, I had a moment in that. I, I was a part of that person's life. And I think, you know, I think I go back to, I, I, I really liked what Jalen said, you know, I, you know, I have to fill my cup in order to pour into yours kind of thing. So I, I'm, I'm, I like that a lot. I thought that was cool. I think we can probably take a lot of these, uh, a lot of the things that were sent this podcast by Jalen and Tef and put them in some bumper stickers or put them in some posters. <laughs> put, put it on a t-shirt. Put it on a t-shirt, create a little stride. Sebastian, I'm trying to get that cool tatted, sir. <laughs> Uh, I was in tears. I had to turn my my camera off. Let's uh let's let yeah let's let's do a little strive shop. Um, I think we need to. I think we need. I think the time to get rid of the the cat posters is hanging there. It, that the cat the little cat's got to go. We gotta we gotta update it. We just we just create some new new flyers. 
We'll create it. I like it. I'm into it. You there have been it. like I've been trying to keep up with all the quotes today with my note taking, but there's only so much multitasking I can do. I just said I'm gonna keep it on you for a minute if you don't mind. You you talked a lot about your discoveries and your adjustments and all of that. Somewhere along that leadership development, you also came to strive. So what brought you to strive? Um it's kind of a weird not a weird but i think it's it's kind of one of those things of like um you've ever been walking down an alleyway and you just see like a random you know light that's just in the middle of like a dark dark alleyway and you're like damn i wonder what's there mm-hmm. a little bit of that uh a little bit of uh of obviously i knew about strive i'd been involved in some different programs but in a somewhat unexpected uh moment in my life where some things i was questioning or some things i was I was asking myself some questions and, uh, you know, I was, I, I found that, I found that light. And, um, so I, you know, there was a door that was open and I walked through it and here I am. So that's actually going to be the new quote strive a random light down a dark alleyway. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that's us. Back of the t-shirts, everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just make a left at the dark alleyway. You'll see us halfway through. Uh, (laughs) That's right. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, Yeah, I mean, ultimately, yeah, I connected with with you and with with you, Caroline and Bell, and and here I am. I think it was definitely something that I was scared of. I I will say that. And I think there's there's a level of of me being slightly terrified every morning as well, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely there was a definitely a level a level of of uncertainty of can I really do this? Because um, it was something that is completely not completely different, but to a certain extent a, a different um, a different vehicle that I hadn't necessarily been a part of um, in a new and new a new dynamic that I've been a part of working with a team in a different capacity that I was used to. So, uh, yeah, a lot of those things were, were new and uncertain, but I think that's part of part of life, right? You have to be able to take those, those leaps every once in a while. You have to be selfish. You have to want things for yourself as, as Jalen mentioned. Um, I think the other part of it is it's, it's okay to, to take a risk knowing that you don't know how it's going to work out at the beginning of it. And I think there was a level of that at first too. And I think there's some still some of that uh, for me personally. Um, but yeah, yeah. I think that's was it. Just the, the dark alley with the light. We're here. Perfect. We're that's here. also terrifying. <laughs> I'm adding that to it. And in that dark alley was Karen. I'm just, just yeah, that's head. the thing. I'm a little bit fearful for like the role that I play in you waking up scared every morning, but we can unpack that at another time. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right for for a slightly different take on it Jalen. Wait, 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 wait. can i say something wait, wait. No. for our listeners we know you've never really seen caroline but caroline's like what are you like 411 i'll give you five what i'll give all you right. like five, all one. right i'm five three she's like five three so for sebastian to like dream she owns real estate in sebastian's head of the dark alley yeah absolutely I think it's hilarious. Absolutely. This is horrible. This is not how I wanted this episode to go. She's like, she's like the energizer buddy, you know, from the battery commercial that beats the drum. 
Yeah. <laughs> we gotta have a comeback, sis. This is and I'm trying to find a way to take the batteries out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually i think that's a really good description of you and i's like relationship oh, God. is that because i feel like you deal with my high energy good and bad there are most of the people on this call except for no tiff you've also seen my bad high energy before <laughs> don't shake your head that enthusiastically all right <laughs> jerry did you say what you wanted to say i want to go to Jalen. <laughs> Yes, go to Jalen, please. Okay, thank you. I miss you, Jalen. <laughs> Jalen, what brought you to Strive? Oh, good question. I was actually introduced through Strive while while I was facilitating um, for another organization, um, and it was in partnership with Strive. And I got to see what Strive content was part of my duties was to facilitate some of the content from Strive. And firsthand, I got to see the impact it had on students. And um, I'll say what brought me uh, to where I am today is when there was an opportunity to be a part of Strive, Strive in a more permanent role, um, after seeing the impact that it had on the audience that it served, I, without hesitation, um, had to join. I mean, I was working with kids as young as eight incoming freshmen, so eighth grade coming into freshmen, um, to as old as seniors in high school, and just irregardless of their age, grade, background, the impact was the same across the board. Um, the connections that we build, and it's not like it's long programs. I mean, even as adults, it takes you a while to open up to people, a while to build relationships. I mean, these were sometimes two-week programs at a time, and just over over that short span, not like full seven days, we're talking about five days a week, you know, in the school day for like an hour, hour and a half. And just to see how quickly um, and comfortable the students felt with the content that was being teached. And just, I tell Caroline all the time, um, content is one thing, but Strive produces this energy that it's just contagious. You must have as a facilitator. Um, and the energy, really the atmosphere and the environment is what brought me to Strive. Um, I told Carolina Teller, we con connect all the time. Just, I believe the energy is just like unforeseen. Like I've never seen it across the board. It's just high energy. Um, the kids will say all the time, what well, does it feel like we're learning anything, but we learn so much. That's the point, have fun. Um, and we're all like 25 plus, you know, just big kids at heart. And I get to be authentically me. I don't get judged for playing my Disney tunes. I don't get judged for running, running around with the kids. Um, so really that's what, what keeps me at Strive and what brought me to Strive. Well, that's like you, you do such a good job. Like, yes, Strive's energy is amazing, but Strive's energy is created by the people of Strive, right? And so like my favorite thing, Jalen, I don't actually know if I've told you this before, but I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. My favorite thing about you is the the many different energies that you can bring into a space. So if you follow Jalen on social media, like you can catch this energy and you're like, this lady is getting things done. She takes care of business. Like this is my girl. And then you go in to facilitate with her. And it's just like, uh, you just like melt in the comfort of her, like happy go lucky energy and incredible, like kindness that comes out. And it's so cool to see all of those personalities exist within you. And I feel like the students pick up on that and, and feel so good learning because you bring all of those energies to a space. Not to throw Zodiacs in the mix, but I'm a cancer. So personality is my thing. 
Oh, it's cancer season, isn't it? It's cancer season. (laughs) (laughs) That's my niche. Close the doors. Close the windows. Hide. Hide. It's cancer season. This is the time to come outside. Yes. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. I love it. All right. So we clearly have fun here. Um, And I can think of a few that I've shared with, with multiple different people on this call, but I would love to hear, maybe Seb, I'll make you go first. Sebastian, what's your funniest strive memory or story to date? Uh, so one time I was on a podcast and I talked about Dark Alley and I made Caroline feel <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> um, uh, no, I don't, I mean, it's been, it's been a relatively short journey. Um, I don't know that there's a there's one specific moment, but I do know that my favorite moment whenever we go into the office is the moment me leading up to walking into the door, like opening the door to know that whether I'm going to be the first person or not the first person in um, mostly for one specific reason. And Caroline probably knows that's this reason. And so does Tiff, I think at this point. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I want to know if, if my spot, if my chair is uh, is being used. Uh, I have a very particular like way of where I like to sit in places and uh, and and everyone and actually not every once in a while every time that Caroline gets there she sits in my chair and reminds herself that it's it's like usually where I prefer to sit um, but still does it so it might be intentional at this point to be honest I'm sure it is it's it's, (laughs) it's unconsciously intentional yeah that's a crime you took his unassigned assigned seat you're that person i just bring little sister energy anywhere that i go (laughs) so when we so when we set up the office she said do you have a particular space where i where you want to sit and i said no i'm kind of peculiar in the sense that i don't like to sit with my back to doors i i like to be able to see the door when i when people come in um so I'll, i'll take this space right here and i point it to where where i normally would want to sit and she said, oh, that's fine. Like, I don't care where I'll sit. I'll sit anywhere. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Apparently not anywhere, though. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> I got the same question, too. I mean, she offered it. She's like, anywhere you know, particular? And I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm cool. She's like, okay, cool. Let's just grab a seat anywhere. But that's Sebastian's seat right there. And I was like, cool. Like, and I love it. Every time we have a meeting, I look forward to laughing at and with them because it's 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 amazing like how they interact with one another and who if we don't laugh i think jerry you said this earlier like if we're not laughing and if we're not having fun like why are we here but they provide the energy off the bat and i love it they probably think it's embarrassing caroline always thinks she's like i don't don't know like she feels embarrassed sometimes (laughs) i don't know but i'm like this is what i am i have zero embarrassment in that i was gonna say caroline doesn't get embarrassed (laughs) She doesn't get it, but what's embarrassment take Caroline? That's oh, not she a, fronts around me then. She, that's a shame. Why you got to front around? <laughs> Who else? Who's got another good strive memory? Jared, I'm actually, I know we talked about some during sports challenge, but I want to, I want to hear some that come up for you. You know, yeah, all my memories are from sports challenge. Um, There's been great ones funny ones uh well hunter was on the show what was that last last episode it's last episode i think two episodes um, ago now two, two episodes ago 
She she talked about uh, when we came back for alumni day and we did a Pompeen, but mm. the kids didn't really know what Pompeen was. And we did it and she got up and started ringing the bell in St. Andrews and got up on the tables and we got in trouble, kind of got in trouble. We ain't really yeah. got in trouble, but it was just noted. So uh, that was that was a good time. Uh, winning SC games was a good time. But a funny, so there's this kid, Muhammad, like we used to play like chess and checkers and he'd play against everybody. He was just so good at both of those games. And we would just sit out in the dorm room during the hour um, cool down that we had before lights out and just crack up, have a hoot and a half. Our uh, mentors would come knocking on the doors, running down the halls, like, hey, what are y'all doing? Like, be quiet. It's almost lights out. Good times. You just got to experience it. You guys are just giggling, having good times, giggling. (laughs) Jalen, what about you? What's your funniest drive moment to date? My funniest, it's actually going to call me out, but it's okay. Um, I, for those that don't know, I teach or facilitate the workforce, uh, one of the workforce development programs um, at the school we were working with. So essentially just preparing students for interviews, job readiness, et cetera, tips and tricks on how to uh, make themselves a great candidate um, or more marketable candidate for jobs. And of course, you know, open it up. We talk about timeliness, promptness, being on time, showing up early. There was one time, I can't remember what happened, but I may or may not have been a couple minutes late. Just a few few minutes. And the first thing, I don't get a good morning. I don't get a, hey, is everything okay? The first thing the students say is, Coach Powell, what time is it? And I'm like, Uh, well, what time would you supposed to be here? And I'm like, wait a minute. It was like, are you on time? And I'm like, hold on, because this is not about me. This is a moment where you do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) But no, it was today. That's probably the funniest um, because at that time I just digressed and you can facilitate today because you guys are on it. But no, um, that was probably the funniest moment. (laughs) Listen, I think showing up late one time is quite forgivable given the fact that you were teaching that for several weeks. Oh, but they would not let me live it down. <laughs> they said no. Oh my god. <laughs> Out of the mouths of babes. They are just oof, so much. At least they keep me accountable. We talk about accountability. So they're learning. <laughs> Another very important strive skill. Absolutely. Absolutely. And another one of those important skills that is not easy for most of us. And I like to humble myself by reminding everybody that these skills are hard. (laughs) Tiff, funniest drive moment. Okay. So we were in the middle of facilitating and I think we were about to go on our break, Caroline and I. So coach and I were just we're talking, I think we're just doing like a little wrap up, like a little debrief of what we just, the activity we just did. And we noticed, I first noticed a lot of the kids' heads kept turning and I'm like, why are there, why would like, what is out there? So I'm getting, I'm getting a little heated on the inside as a facilitator because it's like, what, what's, what's so important over there that y'all keep looking? So they just kept turning their heads towards the window need to remind you this window is facing a quad area that it's very beautiful very you know it's just intimate it's cute so we're at this 
this wonderful community center. And then I finally decide to look over with them. And this little guy is just busy letting loose at the bush. So Caroline, like, I don't know where she bust out laughing. Like, and I didn't think it was funny. And guess what I did? I bust off and I just run because I'm trying to find who is the parent or legal guardian of this individual. No, that memory like still cracks me up, especially given that like, it was a quad surrounded by like four walls, all of which were like entirely windowed. So like at no point did like reason tell us that like this was a private space to do that. And like going back to like strive stuff, we constantly when we're training our facilitators are kind of like almost doomsday preppers because it's like, all right, like what would you do in this situation? And what would you do in this situation? And sometimes people look at me and they're like, gosh, like what's going to, what's going to happen? And it's stories like that, where it's like, you really never know. (laughs) Like you really just don't know what you're going to walk into with a program. And yet I think the reason that people like working with us is because like, we have these conversations. We know coming into a space that we're coming into your space, your culture. And so like, it's going to be different and it's going to be what we don't expect. And we're going to learn from it and grow from it and keep it up. I don't know what the lesson was from that one other than like, maybe just laugh with it sometimes. Cause that was not a moment to like tell the kids that they were all wrong. Cause like, obviously like I'd be distracted as well. <laughs> yeah. Anybody, any closing thoughts from anybody? It's been a wonderful time. Like Caroline said. Yeah. I needed the laughs today for sure. I needed to reflect. I had one heck of a week. And I don't know, shout out to Jaylen because I really didn't know like she wears that many hats and I don't even know what her Instagram is. So like, I don't know, it's just, I'm shocked. So if I go to her page or end up coming across, you know, people suggest people nowadays. Um, I'm really happy and excited. And, I've, and surprisingly, I've never met Jaylen in person. No you one guys haven't met us. in person yet? No one would no, ever believe I... us if we said that. Facts. <laughs> because the way that we connect is already just like natural. And people Tiff, I was going to say that too. I was going to say you would never feel that. I feel like we're already kindred spirits. <laughs> yeah, I'm cracking up. So I was just like, wow, like she really a bomb, a bomb, bomb, bomb person. And I got to <laughs> meet her in person now. <laughs> no, the feeling. Like, I want to shake hands with you. Like, oh my God. <laughs> oh no, we do hugs. Hugs. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Well, I'm going to have everyone's socials on, on the description of this podcast. So yeah, I can definitely check that out. You can toss a few followers here. <laughs> Sebastian said, no, we can yeah. put ASPI or I gotta something. I got to post more pictures. I don't even <laughs> yeah, post. That's the, a shame. But... I got to get more life. To, I got to get my life together. You like guys tell me. I'm trying to, I'm trying to actively get people to unfollow me. <laughs> good, good, good. That's, that sounds like a story for another time. <laughs> just it, all my personal pages go like all my business things that i do but social but my individual ones unfollow me balance is necessary sebastian <laughs> yeah go on follow me on social media please <laughs> i'm adding that to the description <laughs> put it on a shirt put it on a shirt put it on her shirt please unfollow me at Yo, we have a lot of merch ideas. I hope you've been writing these down, Caroline. If I not, mean, I got your back as usual. Right <laughs> you always do. down. And I got hashtags. No, I'm just excited to hear the feedback from this episode because we were like super motivational, really like leadershipy. And then we just kind of like, we literally steered this ship. 
it started with the dark alley and it just went somewhere else and i appreciate all of you for... sounds about right though i think yeah, it makes sense it makes sense I think for it this sounds about right. all right if you're not having fun then why are you doing it that's boom there it is <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to close out. Thank you everyone so much for being on today. Love talking with you as always and be well. Adios. See everyone. And thank you to everyone who tuned in today. How You Lead Matters podcast comes out on a monthly basis. And if you are looking for more content, where should they look, Jared? You can follow us on all socials at How You Lead Matters or email us today to schedule your own Strive workshop. Talk to you next month. Peace.